Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you inky savages are joining me for episode number 121 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. I have a question for you. Would you be able to identify a nib by its feel alone? Tom and I discuss Schmidt nibs, the latest from Banu, and how awesome the pen community is. Let us know what kinds of nibs should be in our blind taste test at pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, you got to listen to the episode. So I'm finding myself distracted from my studies by the sparkly goodness of the Banu Talisman Shooting Star Fountain Pen. You too can divert your attention from the doldrums of work and study when you order this pen from Goldspot Pens, the sponsor of the Pentertainment Podcast, one of the sponsors. We hope to have one of the co-owners of Banu, her name is Kate, on the show in the near future to talk about how these psychedelic Banu pens are made. Email us if you have any questions for our upcoming guests. So that's going to be lots of fun. And make sure you check out the link to get your own Banu Talisman Shooting Star. The description will have the link. It's my affiliate link. And I do want to say thank you very much for utilizing that. And I do appreciate the support. And the link is to, like I said, Goldspot, who are sponsors of this podcast. And guess what? So are the distributors of Banu, that being Luxury Brands of America. So two birds, one stone in this sponsorship read. Please check out Goldspot through my affiliate link in the description. And check out The Shooting Star by Banu, the talisman. Such a great pen. I love it. I love it a lot. I love the way it writes, and I love the way it looks. It's just all sorts of awesomeness. And don't forget about my friend Neil over at brlcoffeeco.com. That's B-R-L-C-O-F-F-E-E-C-O.com. And be sure to use coupon code ROY at checkout for an additional discount on all products on the brlcoffeeco.com website. And guess what? That coupon code, ROY, greatest name ever made in the history of anything ever made ever, also works at Goldspot. So save yourself money at both. The only difference is with Goldspot, there are some exclusions that apply. I'll tell you what's not the exclusion, the Banu Talisman Shooting Star. The MSRP is a little higher, but using coupon code ROY, you get yourself a little bit money off and you get the Shooting Star for a little bit less. And I think this pen is so cool. I have questions about it. I wish I discussed it today, but take a look at it. It's really sparkly. It's really nice. And I'm just wondering two things. If it is like real meteorite, I've read online that there are stories about meteorites that like got people sick. I hope that Banu had the wherewithal not to use that meteorite. But I'll let you know because I've been playing with this pen. I've been using this pen very a lot the last week that I've had it. I've had it in my pocket. So if I can't have children all of a sudden or I mutate, I'll definitely let you know. I don't think it's going to be the issue. So I love this pen. It's really awesome. Check it out. Anyway, that's enough of that. Before we get started with this week's episode of the Pentertainment Podcast, I want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I. So be forewarned. You have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Pet Boy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage Savage. And Inky. What's shaking, Roy? Nothing much. I've been... I've been doing my studies and doing lots of reading, and I saw that you responded to my Instagram post where I'm talking about what I'm experiencing, and what I'm experiencing is very frustrating. 
I'm experiencing you, you almost you almost exemplified it in that statement because you just seemed like you were going to lose the rest of your thought and your thought was did you ever read something only to realize at the end you weren't at all paying attention to everything you just read yeah it's it's su- <laughs> it's such a sucky feeling man it's such a sucking feeling because mm-hmm. i feel really stupid and i'm no st- i get it i i get it like i would be staring sometimes at the same paragraph and thinking i'm reading but at the same time my mind made some other connection and is completely elsewhere yet my eyes are still looking right at the words right and i don't know how to zone myself in and i've heard people say oh write it down take notes and from a fountain pen enthusiast from someone who is sincerely and deeply infected with the fountain pen virus i'll tell you why that's a disadvantage For most people, writing stuff down and you're a fountain pen collector and user is a great idea, right? You get to interact with your pens. You get to use your pens. It's great. For me, it's a distraction. And I'll explain to you exactly why. Because I have such a freakish love for fountain pens. And I love fountain pens so much that when I start taking notes, I am not at all paying attention to what I'm writing down. I'm thinking about, oh, wow, this nib is really well-tuned. Oh, I like the grip, how it feels in my hand. The nib is really pretty as it writes. What ink is in here? It's Noodler's Black, but it's so dark and rich, and this is all that's going through my head as I'm writing shit down. Because that is by far way more interesting than the subject at hand. Yes, 100%. 15 minutes minutes of writing out notes with the Wancher, True Ebonite. All I can think about is, wow, this pen is so shiny. Look at how it writes. <laughs> and I'm noticing all kinds of things. And as a reviewer of fountain pens and someone who talks about them and a social media influencer, if that's what you want to call me, I guess that's super important, right? Because that's how I notice little crazy little things that you like to make fun of. As a matter of fact, Brian Hulser of Kenro Industries, and I've said this before, he doesn't like to send me pens for review. He's like, because I can't win, he says. He says, I can't win because you're just too, you know too much. And you, you go through too many details. And it's true. Like every time I get a pen, I go through this intense autopsy of the pen, mm-hmm. how the threads feel, how many rotations, how many sets of threads it has, how it posts, when it writes, how it, you know, just every little detail you can think of, my brain is going through it all. And that's great for reviews. It's great for the appreciation of the pen or depreciation, not appreciating it. But the problem is when I'm studying, it's such a distraction. Fountain pens are the biggest distraction to me when I'm studying because I'll even be reading. And as I'm reading, I'm capping and uncapping the pen. As I'm reading, I'm holding the pen in my hand, thinking about it. I I don't know. I think I just need to be locked in solitary confinement with just my reading material and a bottle of water and a bucket. I think that's it. I think that would be the best bet for me. but Or maybe just coat your pen, like cover it in like a burlap sack and just have like the nib sticking out. And then that way it doesn't distract you as much. What? <laughs> you mean what? like the coffee bean bag sack? Yeah. Like something that you wouldn't then be able to distract yourself with the pen's beauty. It could yeah, just be so about, the burlap sack would yeah. just remind me of my Gold Spot exclusive coffee retro 51 pen. And then I'll end up just <laughs> reaching out and grabbing that pen. 
I, I'm just, I have, pro- I have a problem, man. I got problems. Yeah. I got problems. I, I, I totally get it. Cause I mean, from my perspective as well, I'm taking notes, writing something down or just journaling or doing whatever with my pens. And then all of a sudden I'll start thinking of various things that I would say about the pen in like a review or in some other context. So I'm like, I start to get ideas for like content related to the pen when that wasn't the topic that I am currently writing about because, because of that's the way my mind works and trying to figure out like some way to apply it to something else. Yeah. And I'll tell you something. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been an uptick in my IG reels and TikTok activity and stuff like that. Oh yeah. All that shit's done while I'm supposed to be studying (laughs) because while I'm studying, I'm thinking to myself, Oh, this pen is really not, you know what? Put this aside. Let me just go ahead and make a TikTok real quick. I could use a 10, 15 minute break. That's how. That's the that's the brilliant thing though about cons, uh, constrictions. People don't realize, and I, I feel the same way too. Is like if you thought you had the time to be creative and to add more content out there, and you'd be like, oh, if I had all the time in the world, I would be like the best at whatever. Like in terms of let's say dominating tiktoks or or getting a huge instagram following or like doubling your youtube channel you know uh, all of the the various like videos you do but the thing is is like that constraint of having to sit there and study and like having to apply yourself in that way has then made it so much more apparent that you need to do this creative stuff yeah like whenever whenever possible but if you had the if you had all the time in the world and you didn't have to have that as your commitment, the studying, you would have probably not done those as many Instagram reels. In Maybe. Way. Yeah, you're right. Probably. But I really you would do have been, enjoy You would have been heading off to playing Last of Us Part 2 for the, like the 30th time. <laughs> I, I'm not playing that game. The next time I play a video game, it's probably going to be The Last of Us Part 3. That game has traumatized me. I need counseling from it. I mean, it was just it's something else. Don't get me started talking about that. Are they making a part three? Yeah, it's it's probably going to be another four or five years before they drop it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I love the new Halo TV series that's on Paramount+. Plus. I have not seen that. Oh, I mean, I love it because, I to me, one of the most iconic characters in video games is Cortana. Okay. The blue holographic chick. And she's, hold on, I got it. I feel a sneeze brewing. Hold on a second. It's not going to happen now. You said the word. <coughs> oh, I guess it did. Yeah, that God. If Bless it didn't you. happen, I would have been so pissed at you. We'd have to cut the recording on, and then we'd have to go to the green room. Dude, what the fuck? You just ruined my sneeze. No, but I love Cortana in the show. I think before the show started, everybody was like, Cortana doesn't look like Cortana. They were just losing their minds and stuff like that. But I really think she's a fantastic Cortana. Mm-hmm. They use the same actress, the voice actress in the video games. And the video games have such huge canon, so I really do appreciate this Cortana. Episode number seven really sucked, though. You know, you can't have a great show about Master Chief and Cortana, but then have an episode that doesn't even show them. It was just the worst thing ever. It's like, Hmm. imagine going to a, a donut shop, and you're just really craving like a king cream donut with vanilla filling. And then you go there, and instead of giving you a donut filled with vanilla cream, they give you a pile of shit. That's what this episode was. Well, so. I kind of felt that was the same way if you've seen the book of Boba Fett at all. No. No. So it's it's about Boba Fett, 
but the first after the first like four or five episodes it was like it just became all about like we're gonna throw the mandalorian back in there and like it was just became like oh well this is kind of like now the mandalorian just completely took over no the episode the entire episode up until the very very end of it had no boba fett in it and i would just think because of the nature of the fact that it's a spin-off show mm-hmm. that stars him and that it was his show up until that point that it would have had more of a but like it just was like oh now it's going to be like all mando right now so mm. yeah i i get that i see that yeah that's annoying upset about that it was kind of weird yeah they're making a the last of us tv show on hbo so oh really yeah hold my cat relive the trauma all over again yeah do you ever just try to trying to get work done or trying to study or anything like that and your cats just start freaking out for no reason anyway that's what's happening right now behind me you might not be able to hear it that's that's not me but yeah that's that's but dog that's yeah. dogs for me but right. cats are so cute dogs are so cute too i love both but yeah what was i saying going back it's just how do we get into the tv shows how do we launch off we were to- like you're talking about uh halo the new show no but that's what were we a- talking about before the halo show uh, the you you called the Conklin pen the Cortana pen. But that's not what you we were talking about. about. I th- you said something related to that. No, I was just talking about how much I love the the show Halo. This is how dumb. Like so, after I study, this is how dumb I become. My eyeballs feel <laughs> swollen, and my brain feels like it's just expanding, but it's like a hard rock. Right, your brain is supposed to be squishy and fluid, like squishy and gooey. No, my rot, my brain feels like a stone stuck mm-hmm. in between my ears, and I've just become dumber because I've studied. But I want to show you a notebook real quick. Okay. Here it comes with the notebook. Yeah, that's a Claire Fontaine. Yeah, it's a Claire. It's a Claire Fontaine that I always get from you and people won't be able to see this but you're gonna appreciate this hold on where the hell is the fucking page okay this look at look at what happened to this page can you see all that okay smearing and smudging it's a lot of notes okay yeah i see that well it's a 25 question exam uh, practice exam and what I do is when I pick my answer, I write down like why A is wrong, why B is wrong, why C is wrong, and why D is the right answer. And then this mm-hmm. next page is this, another exam page that I wrote out. And there's I, no I smudging. see read carefully, dumbass. I see that <laughs> yeah. on there in like bold. <laughs> so yeah, that's my notes to myself because I got one wrong because I didn't <laughs> read the question. But the second page I was using permanent navy by Colorverse. Okay. And then the first page was not a permanent color verse ink. It was like a brown. I I left it I left it somewhere else. I left it at work. I can't remember the name of it. But man, I got to tell you, when an ink is not permanent, it really really is not permanent. Hold on a second. Do you hear that crying? I got to see what's wrong with my cat. Oh. Oregon, oh no. What's wrong? Oh, okay, what's wrong? Stop fighting. Why can't Oreo just come through the little kitty door? Because I have it locked because all they do is they distract me while I'm trying to study and stuff like that. Oh. So, gotta, oh, so they can't so they actually can't come through the little kitty door? No, I have it locked. Oh. You guys behave, okay? I love you. <laughs> 
See, I got my I got my dogs actually behind me right now. They're in their uh, they're in their crates. Yeah, but the difference and... between dogs and cats is dogs will listen to you. Cats will hear what you're saying, understand it completely, know what you want them mm-hmm. to do or not want them to do, and just do whatever the fuck they want anyway. And then when anyway, you're like, yeah. "Why are you doing that?" They're just gonna look at you like, "But I'm innocent and cute." And then you cave, and that's how you spoil <laughs> a cat for the rest of your life. And it's fine. It's fine. I love it. That's that's what I'm. That's mm-hmm. the that's the relationship I'm. I've accepted. Look at this pen. I see it. I love this pen. Love that it a lot. The new Talisman Shooting Star. Yeah, that pen and this pen here. I love this pen too. Do you see That's this one? That's the the Conklin Titanium uh, Durograph. Yeah, yeah. They're both exclusives. One is from Pen Chalet. The other one is from Gold Spots. But let me talk about let me talk about each one. Everybody I show my Conklin. Duragraph titanium two versus mm-hmm. the Conklin Duragraph the metal blue. Everybody loves the metal blue one a lot better, but I like the titanium better. I just yeah. like the matte finish. I love. I don't know the look of it. Is it more? Is it more weightier than the other one? The yeah, one? it's it's definitely weightier. I think because it's not one hundred percent titanium. It has well, from what Kenny says, Ken Jones the president of sales at Yaffa Brands tells me they're about the same. They're both brass bases. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They're both brass bases and this one has a titanium coating. Now, I don't know what that means, right? Like titanium coating, meaning what? They sprayed titanium on it or is it just, how do you, like titanium, how do you spray it on? Like, do you paint it on? It's brushed. Do you brush it on? How does that work? I don't know. And I think that's too technical for them to even know. I got to talk to him about it. But I wonder if it is a titanium coating, is it more durable or more protective than or resistant to damages and scratching than like a gold plating? I'm sure it is or a PVD coating. I don't know. Right. Either way, I really like it. And I'm not too worried about anything because if it does get damaged or anything like that, the Yaffa Brands and Conklin warranty is pretty good. And yeah. Well, the 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 main thing I would see between the both of them is that the titanium being matte finish probably will look better over time because of the because I think the polish finish of that blue one it probably gets a lot of fingerprints and picks up anything to kind of start to make that that polished. Somebody had sort of look. somebody had said that on one of my Instagram posts. I'm telling you, for some reason, it might be the color. It's not a fingerprint magnet, or maybe it is, but no. because of how shiny and blue it is, you don't actually see it. Like, I've, I've been touching this all day. I've never had to like wipe it to make it look shiny again. It constantly, maybe the shininess is so shiny that you don't see how fingerprinted it gets, which is incredible, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just some things are just, they, uh, I just, uh, that's why I'm not really a big fan of metal pens because of that. Like mm-hmm. the the if they are polished, they they look kind of like used and dingy. Like after handling them for so long, because yeah, of the, and then you have to keep polishing them back up again. I still do that for, with my resin pens too, but the the resin and the acrylics don't really pick up as much mm. of that sort of look about them. You know how much of a hypocrite I am. I'll tell why? you why. Because how much you you were just talking about how you don't like metal pens for that reason and that this that and the other thing and i'm always like i love acrylic pens better than metal pens 
But then, like, <laughs> if a series of pens, which is normally acrylic, comes out in metal, I'm all excited about the metal pen that's mm-hmm. new because it's usually made in acrylic. And then vice versa. If a metal pen that's always made in metal comes out in an acrylic version, I'm like, oh, yay. But meanwhile, I'll tell you, like, oh, I love acrylic better. But if it comes out in acrylic, I'm, I get all excited and stuff like that. So I'm a little bit of a hypocrite mm-hmm. in that sense. Or I'm just open-minded to all kinds of pens because before Waldman I was just never really a metal pen fan just not and then I think the Waldman brand really kind of brought my eyes open to the idea of metal pens being awesome but I still don't get seduced by pens like Cross or Parker I don't feel like they do enough for me Enough about that. I want to talk about this pen here. I really like this pen. This is the Banu Shooting Star. Banu. Yeah. So I was I wanted to talk about this pen because there's so many interesting aspects about this pen. One, it's glittery, cool. It's got stars in it, glitter stars. It's cool. I like it. I wonder what the process of making this is. You know what I'm saying? Like what kind of plastic how they make it and stuff like that. It's, I think I think I'm gonna schedule to have Kate come on the show. Did you see the That'd email? Be awesome. Did you see the email that yes. I got from her? She wants to be on the show. Yes. And I think it's gonna be really fun to talk with talk with her and stuff like that. And they probably have the most unique looking resin, I would say, on the market. Like I mean there's other ones that are they're pretty cool looking and you have your your brooks and your diamond cast stuff, but they are truly on the pioneering, I feel, front when it comes to just how crazy can we get. Mm-hmm. And, and like, the Shooting Star is definitely an example of that because it's like, well, there's pens out there that sparkle. Mm-hmm. There's pens out there that glow in the dark. There's pens that, you know, that, that are translucent in some areas. And this one is like, let's just put them all together and then throw holographic little you know, cut out stars in there. Yeah. So it's like... I mean, uh, I remember before when Banu started, when Banu was just making its presence known, and I think it was around, I think maybe 2018 or 2019. Do you remember? Okay. I think... Yeah, it was It was it, in recent memory. Right. It was... It, before it was widely distributed, I remember Van Ness had Banu pens. I don't know how many other retailers at the time. At that time, I could only find Van Ness. And I'm looking at the designs, and I'm like, these designs are so trippy. Whoever designed them had to have been on LSD or DMT or something like that. Because these are some crazy Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I liked it. But I didn't know enough about them, and I was kind of like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to spend the money on it and stuff like that. But yeah. they've been around. I wonder why they don't brand their nibs. They use Schmidt nibs, but they don't brand their nibs. But... Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this pen, and what I find so interesting about it is, isn't the glitter stars, isn't the gradient of dark to light blue on the pen? What I really love about this pen is the dark areas. The darkest areas have such a high concentration of sparkle. And the sparkle is so prominent. If you told me this was diamond cast material, I would believe it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And... It's just such a beautiful, well-made pen. And they like to say... Yeah, and then, and then on top of that, it's not... I mean, you have a lot of 
different pen shapes that are out there. Mm-hmm. And usually a lot of pen makers, especially the small independent pen makers, which I mean, they're great. I love the 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 spirit of them and the fact that they are that they do service the community in such a great way. Mm-hmm. But they tend to be rather minimalist, let's just say, in their design concepts. It's usually just like a straight cylinder, no clip, no faceting, nothing, you know, crazy about. But Bennu like is just it's they're about taking it to that next level. So not only does the talisman have all of this going on with the resin, mm-hmm. they try to feature it as like as highly as possible with making these pens like faceted, but not in the traditional ways that usually things are faceted. This is like kind of like I call it an elongated honeycomb pattern because mm-hmm. it doesn't really ascribe to any other sort of description, I would say. Mm-hmm. It just like it just has its own unique characteristics, even on that front mm-hmm. as well. So it's not just the whole material. It's like how they display it is, is truly unique as well. Right. And I think that they are very unique. Speaking of Bennu, let me finish my sentence and stop cutting myself off. I think they're very unique <laughs> and they're very different than anything else out there. And they don't charge an exorbitant amount. I think it's a very reasonable price for the product that you get. But speaking of Banu, I've been having this correspondence with one of the owners from Banu. And she's definitely interested in being on the show. Hmm. And as you saw in the email that I forwarded, there are certain things that we need to discuss. But I also want to update Everybody, if you haven't already seen the luxury brands Instagram where Casper the friendly Bryce, Bryce the Casper the Bryce, (laughs) he's such a cool dude. He, I can make fun of him. He'll be all right with it. That, whatchamacallit, did you just get a message or did I just get a message? I think that was you. Yeah. Oh, it's Brian. It's Brian from, from Kenro. I sent him, I need a, I need a. So anyway, what I was saying was they sent me information on an update. So basically what happened was I got an Instagram message and the Instagram message was somebody telling me that they were in the area of Armenia. They went to the location in Armenia that was listed on the Banu website. And when they got there, because their intention was just to go there and buy a pen, when they got there, said person found a warehouse that was not established. So the person did some research and called that location and found that Banu was not actually there. So I got this information who said person wishes to remain anonymous and therefore they shall. I brought this to Bryce's attention. And I told Bryce, listen, I need you to stay on top of this and get to the bottom of this. I want to know what's going on. So he reached out to Banu, Kate, and Kate got back. And there's an explanation for it. So when Banu decided, hey, we're going to leave Russia and go to Armenia, they needed to establish a bank account and they needed to establish several locations and the reason why is because of logistics that I, I'm sure I don't entirely understand. And then what they did is they established an actual location where they are conducting their business. And 
In addition to that, they have several warehouses that they're getting ready to have all the product housed there and whatnot, right? So I'm assuming that setting up like that is a complicated process. So who knows? Maybe they set up one location, the paperwork got fucked up, so they got to restart and do another location, whatever. Who knows? But the point is they have a headquarters, which they wanted to keep on the down low. And the reason why they wanted to keep it on the down low really was to avoid hostility from the Russian government. And I'm reading this as I'm talking at the same time, and I'm being very careful because there's stuff that they say here that I can't read out loud because in reading out loud, it could put them in harm's way. You, you saw what I'm talking about, right? Right, yeah. So... Bryce did reach out to them, and they were like, Benu was like, all right, fine, go ahead and, you know, post our real address and stuff like that. And and he also went as far as posting their taxpayer number. He posted their actual headquarters location and stuff like that that they haven't made public, but just to circumvent any kind of doubt in people's mind, because there will be, mm-hmm. they allowed Bryce to share it. Now, the problem is there's going to be a lot of behind-closed-doors and secrecy with the actions of Banu. And it's not because they are in any way, shape, or form trying to trick anybody. They certainly did move to Armenia. Their bank accounts are in Armenia. Money is not being funneled through Russia. It's going directly to Armenian accounts. But the reason why they're doing it is they are trying to protect the people who are part of Banu that wasn't able to leave Russia. They're trying to protect family members that they have in Russia that can't just pick up and leave. So they can't make public too many intentions. They can't make public a lot of stuff that's going on because doing so would be selfish and it could put their families and friends who are still in Russia and not able to leave in harm's way. So... You don't hear from Banu on Instagram. You don't hear from them on social media. Don't assume they're ghosting their people or their fans or their followers. They are dealing with an impossible situation as best as they can. Additionally, what's really tough on them is they are not able to just pick up all their materials and their machines and manufacturing and move that stuff. They're not able to, and I can't explain to you why, because, again, I don't want to compromise anybody's safety. So what they're doing now is they're just in the process of rebuying everything. It's a tough situation. I My heart really does go out to them. So we're going to have Kate on the show in the future, and she's going to be guarded when it comes to talking about some of this stuff, but we will have her on the show and we will talk about a little bit more happy stuff, like how they came to be, how much they like fountain pens, how they started the brand, how they come up with their psychedelic designs. All their designs to me are psychedelic designs. As far as I'm concerned, you got to be smoking stuff to come up with shit that they come up with. We're going to talk about, maybe we might touch on like the difficulties that they're experiencing but for the most part anything that could be construed as 
a danger to their family or friends, we're just not going to touch on it, right? But I do want them on the show because I would like to talk. I like to talk to designers and manufacturers all day long about fountain pens Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. As a matter of fact, the actual craft of fountain pens, the actual craft of fountain pens and everything like that. And I'm also curious to know their their background in terms of the culture of fountain pens and stuff like that. So we'll schedule that and then we'll make that happen. And I do like talking to pen makers. As a matter of fact, we got next week, we got Mike Highland from Turning Point Pens coming on. I know nothing about this brand. I know nothing about him except that he's like, he looks like fountain pen version of Fabio because of his long (laughs) hair and shit like that. And he's a fun guy. I spoke to him on the phone several times. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to knowing more about that. I just did want to make an important distinction about the Shooting Star and any other Bennu pens that are uh, currently entering into the U.S. market now. Is that is that they are being shipped from Armenia? Number one and number two, any of them, any of the funds that are being used to purchase said pens are being sent to Bennu's Armenian bank. Mm-hmm. So a couple of the things that Usually people have been have been like saying, oh, well, I'm not buying this made from Russia or whatever and nothing made from Russia. It's because you don't want money going to a uh, like, you know, you don't want money going to Russia. You don't want going to money going to a pro Russia company that operates in other countries, whatever. I I feel you. I, I the Bennu is not one of those companies because they have taken steps to distance themselves and they want to remain part of the world pen community in, mm-hmm. in a very significant way. So uh, that that was something going forward. We wanted to make sure when we were selling and when, when we're having Bendu as a as a partnered brand, I mean, when I'm saying we, I mean, like as Goldspot, um, that, uh, that it was something that would be beneficial, you know, for everybody involved. And, mm-hmm. and it certainly would be against, I feel, some some deep ethical values to just write off a group of people like a, like a brand or a company, uh, especially if they are, you know, showing themselves as being a, a as being some people that we uh, like have the same values for, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we, we feel, we feel that they're in line with what the world, the world feels as far as, you know, the, their, uh, their stance and, and things in the world stage. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, also, I think I might have said, or it was on the Goldspot website, or we communicated at some point in time that the new shooting star was made in Armenia. This is not true. This is this was a mistake on on either my part, your part, somebody's part. They might have been shipped from Armenia, but these pens were already made in Russia. They took them out of Russia and brought them with them to Armenia, and then they shipped them from Armenia. But that doesn't mean right now it's manufactured in Ar- Armenia. They're not ready to go with manufacturing. As a matter of fact, I'm estimating that there's going to be a lull in Banu pen production in the coming months. Because think about it. They're breaking down one factory and rebuilding a f- another factory, right? Mm-hmm. How are they going to be able to produce anything when the factory is not up and running? Right. So, right. So, although the pens were made in Russia, they were made before all this nonsense was going on. And right now, whatever they have and they're shipping is is going to be shipping out of Armenia. So, just know that I'm not 
saying you guys should think a certain way or anything like that. I'm just giving you the information that I got. But having said that, I really like this Shooting Star fountain pen. How many are there in total? 300? 300, yes. 300, nice, nice. I'm shocked that they're still available. They're dwindling. Mm. They're dwindling for sure. So it may be, you know, have maybe like a few more weeks until they'll be completely gone. I think I don't know. Sooner Possibly than that. sooner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and also everybody, thanks for using my affiliate link to purchase them. That's really cool. I appreciate the support. They're awesome pens. I really do like them. But I remember a long time ago in an episode, you talked about the Schmidt nib being dubbed the quote unquote shit nib. That is just a reputation that precedes itself. From Why? Other I've never had I've... a problem with any Schmidt nibs. <laughs> I really have not. <laughs> like, what issues have people been ha- ha- having? Because if anything, out of all the German nibs that I know of, Schmidt, or the major ones rather, Schmidt, Jovo, and Bach, I've only ever had problems, if I had problems, it was only ever with the Bach nibs, more so than Schmidt or Jovo. Mm-hmm. So what kind of well, I th- issues have people I been think- having? You know, just comparing them uh, side by side, like just looking at either Schmidt or Yovo, I, I just kind of feel that Schmidt has a little bit more feedback, and I think that's maybe what people respond to. I I like them on a level that they do have a little bit more of that bounce about them, kind of like how a Bach nib would, but yet anything that I pull out is anything that I would pull out of stock and try out. It just worked right away. The no like baby's bottom, that sort of. Which you know, one are you referring you to right now? With, like, uh, with 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 the Schmidt nibs. Oh Anytime yeah. I pulled out a Bennu, like it starts up right away. It didn't have like those kind of funky issues you might see with Bach nibs, uh, occasionally. Mm-hmm. And but like really, the only thing I could say is that yeah, you have a little bit more feedback, especially with the fine nib, which you have a fine nib, right? Yeah. Would you Would you feel about the fine nib? I like it. Like I like the. Bit toothiness but i think that you made a very good point earlier that people are responding to how toothy and feedbacky the pen nib the nib is i think i think that's might be the reason why it has the reputation that it does at least that from what i've heard some people say it may not be like a big thing i think that might be an unfair label then because Mm -hmm. toothiness isn't associate shouldn't be associated with shittiness right so, like, if a pen, yeah. if a nib came out of the box and always wrote like shit, that's one thing. If it was misaligned or catching in one direction or is just scratchy, not toothy, because there's a difference. I think that if a nib is toothy, it's unfair to just write it off as shitty, right? Because I think so, yeah. That's really just, that's really different. The difference between toothy and smooth is the same difference between sweet and salty. So, like, if you like salty foods... They're, then you like salty foods. But if you like salty foods and you're eating something sweet, it just means it's just a different taste. It doesn't mean that one is shit and the other one is, you know what I'm saying, bad and right. good. I think it's unfair to write off Schmidt nibs that way. And secondly, I think Schmidt nibs are being made by Yovo currently, aren't they? I I have also heard that it depends on what they have available, but sometimes they could be made by either Bach or Yovo. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Uh, Schmidt is kind of weird in that way. Yeah. That it could just like, I was like, oh, well, they could just, they also, they get their nibs made out of, ha- and then they bring them. I'm just like, but how is it then that they feel different? 
I don't know, they just feel differently. That Like, if you told me, oh, all these were made by Yovo and there's no difference between them, like, no, there is. There, I feel that there's a difference between the Schmidt nibs, even though they look the same. Let's say the feeds look the same as mm-hmm. Yovo. I just feel there's a difference. Yeah, there is. But you know what's funny is you can take one nib and you can have three separate pens. One's really heavy, one's medium, and one's really light. You can take that nib and put it into each one and write with each one, and it will feel different based on the pen that you're using, heavy, medium, and light, right? So, like, I feel like light pens, you will get definitely feel more of the toothiness and friction of the nib versus a really heavy pen. So it also depends on the pen that you're using. I'd be interested in yeah. doing... You know how you do your videos at Gold Spot, the what is it, the blind float folded test, the pen where you blindfold yourself and then you hold pens or something like that. Isn't you didn't you do something no, like that? No, it was uh, I did uh, which pen would I pick? And it would be like you get you just just randomly just two pens are put in front in front. Oh, you just okay. like talk about each of the pens and say like which one. Okay, yeah. yeah. I would be interested in seeing I think either I would need someone else around and it wouldn't be fun to do it by myself, but you could probably do it at work. A blindfolded nib test where somebody blindfolds you and puts a Schmidt nib with one pen, a Yovo nib in another pen and a Bach nib in another pen or Mm -hmm. just different pens and you write with them and see if you can guess which one it is that you're writing with while you're blindfolded. That would be something. That would be fun. That would be definitely fun. And also, see. could you tell a gold nib versus a steel nib? Yeah, you could just, do that. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, I think that just would be... Just by the feel. Mm-hmm. Just by the feel of it. Yeah, that would be fun to see. See you do. It would be kind of embarrassing if I got, like, every one of them terribly wrong. <laughs> I don't know. You might. There are videos yeah. out there where they blindfold test Somali Ace, and they're testing all the... Like, mm-hmm. These are experts in their craft where they'll taste a wine and they'll like swirl the glass, sniff it. They'll take a sip, smack their lips like 50 times while they look up into the sky. And then they'll tell you like 25 different things about that wine and how expensive it is and how awesome it is and all the flavors. What region the grapes are from. Yeah, yeah. But then it turns out like the glass was really expensive, but the wine was from like 7-Eleven or some shit like that. (laughs) You know, so like... My point is like a lot a lot of these little nuances that we talk about, I think a lot of them are highly subjective based on what we know. You know what I'm saying? Like we know a lot right. about it, so it influences how we feel physically and emotionally and mentally about it. But if we were totally void and completely objective about things, would we be able to know? It's interesting to it's an interesting question to ask. Who knows? I think I need to do this. Mm-hmm. I need to do a blind nib test. Yeah, that would be fun. Because do like, uh, do like a Yovo, Bach, and Schmidt, and then do like one of them like this is a gold and this is a stainless steel, and just and just go completely by feeling. Yeah, that would be cool. And then just to add some fun to it, we'll strap you up to like like a cattle prod and if you get the answer wrong we tase you <laughs> that would be fun you'd get a I lot feel of the views. embarrassment of getting it wrong is probably enough of a negative feedback for me 
Yeah, we got to do it together. Looking, maybe, maybe I should. Yeah, looking like I'm not doing, I'm not, you know, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, that sort of thing. Right. I don't know. I feel pretty confident that if, if it were me, I, I feel pretty confident. Let's do it together. I'll go over there and then, mm-hmm. and then we'll have Chris help us out and put pens in front of us and stuff. I think that'd be a fun day. Yeah. What do you think? That would be. We should be a fun video. We should carve out some time and do that. So I think we're good. If anybody, I want to know what people think. Pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com. Write in and tell us if you'd like to see a video where Tom and myself are being blindfolded. That right there is worth the price of admission, just blindfolding us. And then using fountain pens and determining if the nibs are Yovo, Bach, or gold or steel. And if you have any other suggestions to contribute to this idea, please write in pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com. So, yeah, I really think that it's – and just any excuse to go out and visit you at Goldspot is just fun. (laughs) And to get me in a room blindfolded. (laughs) I'm very very nervous about that aspect. Right, right. What are you doing with that cattle prod? What's that bottle of lube for? Don't worry. Just write with the pens. I said, no cattle prod. No cattle prod. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, but going back to – going back to the – the Schmidt nib, I enjoy it. I like it. I like the toothiness. I like the toothiness of Aurora nibs also. Yeah. Anything new coming well, out I, of Aurora? I like Sailor. I like, I write with a, I, even even though I kind of write with a larger Sailor nib than probably most people would go for, which is like a medium, mm-hmm. uh, because it does have less toothiness as you go upwards in the thickness, nib thickness sta- scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but I, yeah, I like, I like, you know, decent Sailor feedback, but. It, I would not write with an extra fine or a fine in that just mm. because it's just it's just too much. And also it doesn't show enough ink for me on the paper. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I get where people like the feedback stuff. I, I also do like my really smooth nibs, though. Mm. I probably prefer them a little bit more. Really? I actually prefer the yeah. toothier and I prefer the more feedback. And I think it also has, be, I, f- I feel like the smoother the nib, the and the smoother the paper. I feel like there's a greater chance of dealing with baby's bottom or skipping, hard starting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I mean, there. yeah, you might get into that, especially if you do use something like a very, very smooth, like almost like a vellum type paper where it's just like super, super. It's like almost as if you're writing on glass. Mm-hmm. It's that it could be that smooth, mm-hmm. but I mean, I I think as long as, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, I I I would just it, I think it's totally like you said subjective. So if yeah. you're some people prefer that sort of feeling where it's like the buttery smooth, the better, or you know, in the opposite direction, it's like I need to feel the scritch mm-hmm. on the paper. So, but I mean, yeah, wouldn't totally you, you wouldn't you agree? Or, or disagree, tell me what you think. Wouldn't you say that if it's a toothier nib or a more feedbacky nib, there's less probability of hard starts in baby bottom, baby's bottom? I would probably say so because of the fact that the nib is not over-polished. Mm-hmm. Because that's usually the issue that you would come to, with, especially with broad nibs, is that they tend to be polished more because they are smooth they are they would be smoother mm-hmm. and if they polish them too much then that's when you have that the the look of that baby's bottom where it's just is like the nib just kind of 
has that bottom to it that mm-hmm. just comes up towards where the slit is mm-hmm. and um yeah and then you wouldn't have the proper contact on the paper but that's usually i mean for me i, I know how to remedy that pretty easily mm-hmm. but i know that a lot of people would not be and they would just see that their nib is just skipping and hard starting all over the place mm-hmm. and then how would you remedy that if it's hard starting and skipping because it's over smoothed just a little bit of uh just a little bit of scribbling on micro mesh that's about it mm. yeah just enough just enough to get that writing pad activated enough and just well before doing that i would check for sure if there's not some sort of alignment issue mm-hmm. because there could be an alignment issue where the two halves of the tip are just like like they could be too spread apart or they could be like kind of angled in at a certain way and that would just that's that's not a no micromesh is going to be able to fix that you need no, to kind of yeah you got to align that realign things yeah so if somebody comes to you and says oh my nib is too toothy and stuff how do you handle that person usually i could smooth it out it's not a problem to be able to smooth that out and get it well significantly smoother yeah my question is though would you try to convince them just to live with it as is or would you just take it and be like yeah i'll fix this for you and smooth it out because for me i would say i would tell that person listen you may not like it right now but I would say, listen, me in particular, I feel that there's a comfort in knowing that since it's a little toothier, that it's not going to hard start or have baby's bottom as much. I mean, obviously, I would just try to convince them, but if they don't go for it, then that's that's their preference. You can't do anything about it. But wouldn't yeah. would you try to explain to them that that's, it's actually a good thing? Because think about it. If it reduces the probability of baby's bottom and hard starting wouldn't you consider that something worth holding on to not see not exactly because i know especially when people like will reach out and say you know i feel like this pen's like way too scratch they usually they've already had that kind of that discussion with themselves okay and not you know they wouldn't reach out unless they felt truly that they were not happy with it. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're not just kind of like, oh, I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, I've had some. I've had some, you know, customers that have needed to like talk about the differences between various nibs because let's say they got their first less particular brand like a Scribo or something, and they have experience in other nibs, and they're trying to look for something that's more similar, or you know, like that mirrors more of like what they're used to writing with. Mm-hmm. So. So, like, then we'll talk about, like, oh, well, maybe we should go up a nib size because that would be, like, smoother or, or you know, offer you better flow or whatever that's matching what you used to. So, but, like, but like usually when they reach out and they're like, you know, this, you know, this is just way too scratchy for me. I think that there's something wrong with it or that, or that, like, it's just not. And most of the time it's just like, all right, no problem. Send it. I'll work on it a little bit and see if we could get it to where you like it to be and see if there's like any sort of it's like sometimes there might be a little nib adjustment that needs to be made but you know most of the time if it's like oh you know this is a bit more scratchier it's just usually like a little bit of a smoothing you know thing to go through Mm -hmm. but a lot of people are very adept too at doing their own smoothing yeah which is great so but you could also something that you could also take it too far and over smooth and take off too much tipping material 
So I caution you. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the fine point that you have is now a medium or broad. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like a familiar story. But I asked a question before. I think we glossed over it. Anything new coming out of Aurora? What's going on with Aurora? It's like you never hear about them anymore. No, they just basically, they will just do limited runs of Optimas. Usually just see that all the time. Mm -hmm. Like different color acrylic Optimas. But really there's not been anything exciting or intriguing coming out of aurora what why do you think that is do you think that's because the brand is just dead set in their ways because they're a quality pen the aurora brand is a fantastic brand the optima pens are built with extraordinary quality they make their own nibs in-house their piston fillers the acrylics are gorgeous i guess it's just like i i don't know what to say like i i always I think Aurora, the pen, the Optima, is a great pen, and it's just extremely well-made. It is the definition of high-end quality Italian fountain pens, but it's like they're not even relevant nowadays. I'm on social media all the time. I, I don't see anybody. Heiju is my friend Heiju on Instagram is really the only one that ever posts like this really nice pink Aurora, but other than her, who else posts Aurora pens anymore? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I mean, when was the last time you did a video on Aurora Pen? Has it's been a very long time. I think since the anniversary pens when they had the flex nib, when they introduced their uh, their Dude, flex nib. That was two thousand eighteen or seventeen, eighteen. That was a while ago. Yeah, I yeah. think it was actually two thousand seventeen, right? Yeah. I mean, that was a while ago. No, maybe maybe eight. Yeah, because then we did. I'm trying to think. We there was a there was like a flex nib comparison as well yeah like that you, had your that video nib. the video that you made yeah. that was like i remember the video you made was like six hours long <laughs> but it was interesting well it's because it was a live it was a live video oh was that live yeah, oh i it was I one of those uh youtube live streams i yeah. see i didn't watch it when it was live i just remember i called dawn and i was looking to buy that pen and i was asking her how it writes she's like oh here let me send you a link so she texts me a link and i'm like oh cool and i'm like this is 600 minutes long. What the fuck? Am I sp- All right, I'll call you back next week, I guess, when I'm done watching this thing. It was a good video, though. It was a good video. A lot of... Oh, well, yeah, it still gets a lot of views, but, yeah, I've we've gone a long way in terms of, you know, making them very short and concise. Yeah. Because it is, it is a lot to watch to have yeah. to sit through 600 hours of <laughs> I just footage. remember, I remember... I think we started working together when you decided, hey, listen, we're going to up our production value in game and stuff like that when it comes to videos because i just remember you would make videos and there would be a camera overhead and you'd be staring straight up at the ceiling at the camera while handling a pen Mm because you're trying to see what the camera is seeing and stuff like that but you got you you guys have come such a long way it's incredible it's incredible how professional the videos are now and whatnot i enjoy definitely enjoy them i enjoy watching them thanks yeah and Man, yeah. in terms of subscribers, you come such a crazy long way. I'm jealous, though. I'm jealous because if I could do that as a living, just make videos and <laughs> play with pens. And not and, have to study. Yeah. Holy fuck, man. God, thanks for reminding me. Jeez. feel <laughs> feel depressed already. My goodness. Uh, yeah. But, it you know, it was just – it's it's good, like – We've both progressed, I feel like. We're just different directions, obviously. But mm-hmm. it's it's good stuff. Did you ever have customers call 
whether it be you or someone else in the office, just to chat. Dawn, oh, yeah. Dawn would tell me, she would be like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, I get this call from this, you know, this customer, nice guy. He'll just call and chat with me for like an hour and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, you get yeah, that? And, and that was you. <laughs> <laughs> Nuh-uh. <laughs> Nuh-uh. No, it's, yeah, it happens. It happens a lot. There's uh there's a quite there's quite a few that will uh you know, if you indulge we'll be there and they'll be like taking up quite a bit of time and it's just kinda like, all right, we gotta you know, we got other things that we gotta take care of. But mm-hmm. it's uh but it's I mean it's great because I mean at least you're you're kind of out there for for the for people who truly are enthusiastic about it. And it's not I mean, yeah, of course like conversations sometimes get like get to people's like personal lives and mm-hmm. stuff but it tends to be about pens mm-hmm. for the most part especially when it comes to talking about all of these various varieties the nibs it's, it's kind of like the discussion that we're having right now it's just like well how do you feel about this nib versus that nib and what do you think about this pen and this pen it's like there's just so much to talk about mm-hmm. that you could actually call and talk about it with somebody for a very long time yeah and still be able to call the next day and talk about com- something else completely different because mm-hmm. there's always new things. Yeah. So, and I think that's great because you can't get that buying pens on Amazon. That's for sure. No, you know? you're lucky if you would get anybody like a hold of it. Amazon is just like, if you needed to call about something, there'll be like their immediate knee jerk reaction is like, okay, we'll cancel your order. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh wait, you you mean to tell me your 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 package is hasn't arrived yet? Oh, we'll we'll just cancel it and refund it. Like or or like, oh, it didn't come like you liked it. Oh, we're just gonna cancel and refund you. And you he's just, just like, it. well, and wait a minute, I, I still want it. Like I still need it, <laughs> right? But yeah, that's, that's a, like my wife. She's got bad luck when it comes to some things getting for gifts. It's like it's like she'll get she'll, she'll get like a notification it's like oh whatever it is it's going to be de- it's going to be delayed it's going to be late mm. and then all of a sudden like the next email 2 days later it's like oh well now we can't really find it so we cancel it and refund you yeah. like it's like i kind of still needed it mm-hmm. you know this <laughs> you know and i think that's why it's so good that the fountain pen industry is on social media as much as they are i th- you know i think i think it was like definitely Brian Goulet who started it making videos of his products and it's just such a connective way of letting customers know that you're buying from people not a computer system right and the first time i realized that was probably at the same time dealing with goulet pens and gold spot i didn't even know that you could call goulet pens I called Goulet Pens because there was a phone number and I had a question about something that I ordered. And I can't remember the girl's name. She's not there anymore, though. But when she answered the phone, I think it might have been a girl named Anna that worked at Goulet Pens. I don't know if she's there anymore. But mm-hmm. she's like, oh, okay, what's your name? And I gave her my name. And she's like, oh, I know you. You're the one that ordered this and stuff like that a couple times before. So I was like, holy shit. Like, if I called Amazon right now and I gave them my <laughs> name, they would not know anything about me you know like i remember she said something like oh i know you yeah yeah you're the you're the one that really likes fine nibs extra fine or fine like that's a a nuanced detail that if you don't Mm -hmm. give a shit you wouldn't know you know what i'm saying yeah 
And then, well, it's hard to miss an order that is going to a grandmaster penboy roll. <laughs> yeah, that but just that kind of sticks that, out, right? That was before I established grandmaster <laughs> penboy Roy. My that persona, was, right? That was before I even even considered the idea of doing a YouTube channel or a podcast. And as a matter of fact, the only reason I didn't, my wife had been telling me, "You need to do a YouTube channel. You need to do a YouTube channel." She's been telling me for some time, but the reason I didn't do it is just because it was almost like. It was it was out of a respect for Brian Goulet, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do his shit, right? Like, that's his gig. I'm not going to just jump in and just copy it being being nobody. But right. then I realized, you know what? I'm, I can do it my own way. My own flavor on yeah, it. Yeah, my own. I can do it my own way. Because what makes Brian so influential, influential is him, right? So it's not just... It's not just the subject matter, it's just him. And going back to the experience, that's when I also called, once I realized somebody's answering the phone at Goulet Pens, I'm gonna give Goldspot a call. And that's when I met Dawn over the phone. And I was like, oh mm -hmm. look, another person. And I was like talking to Dawn about it, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you're the guy who loves green, you know." It's like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like oh, you every pen you order is green. And I'm like, I, I like I like green. She's like, all right, well, you know. She then she emailed me a bunch of green pens and stuff like that, and that's that's when I realized Goldspot Pens is not an Amazon either, and I was like, oh, this is this is great. And then then I just realized, yeah, it's just it's. You're like, Good who to... else could I do this to? <laughs> who else, could... well, no, who else that... if I call up, will actually talk to me on no, the no, it, and but sell that's... me pens? But really, that's when I realized that the, the culture of fountain pens is a culture of passion. That's when I realized going to – it's the difference between going to a gym and a jiu-jitsu school. Like the gym, they don't care if you sign up and show up. They just want you to sign up. The jiu-jitsu school, they know the students' names. They track your progress. They care about you being consistent and getting good. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. like, pen retailers online, they're the jiu-jitsu school. They care about your hobby. They care about the pens. They enjoy it. Like Brandon at Atlas, he likes pens. He's a pen nerd. The Dromgools, they're pen nerds. Ron, he's a pen nerd. You are biggest fucking pen nerd I ever I ever met. Kieran and Sal, they love <laughs> they love pens. Like Sal knows an extraordinary amount about pen history. Even about like Bic. I I didn't know that shit about Bic that he was telling us a couple years ago at dinner. I'm like, "Holy shit, that's 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 a ballpoint pen you know about." He he likes pens across the board. So that's when I realized like this this is such a a, a passion-filled community and hobby and that's why I buy pens from retailers and I love that the retailers are doing so much in terms of social media because it really differentiates them from Amazon or all these other sites where it's not people it's robots selling you the pen you know what I'm saying and again it's the difference between big gym membership where once they sign you up they give a shit about whether or not you show up versus a jiu-jitsu school where they're very intimate with their students and they're very intimate with their progress and knowledge of the actual martial arts and i think that's what's 
that's what's so good about this hobby. I think I think that's what's really great about it. It's almost like everybody knows. It makes each me other. all like warm and squishy on in, on the inside. Well, that's how people it's, feel about about yeah. the retailers. And I think it's I think it's fantastic. It's 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 I think it's one of the last like e commerce type like stores that will actually have like an old fashioned approach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like I think everything else has kind of been modded to the modern consumer, the twenty first century. Like it needs to be like instant consumable or or like or like it's just oh it's just all about like the trendy stuff or whatever. It's like writing with fountain pens, like writing instruments in general, is I think more still very much old fashioned and and it's appreciated when like there's that little bit of extra personal touch. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's very rare that you would see that with anything else. Yeah, and what I find that is with most fountain pen virus infected people is they will sacrifice a few dollars and buy from a retailer like Gold Spot or Pen Chalet or Goulet Pens over saving a few bucks and buying from Amazon. And that doesn't make sense in any other industry except for fountain pens. And the reason why is because people like to engage with other people when it comes to fountain pens. And they like to be educated. And the education comes from the retailers. And they want the retailers to continue to educate them. And people know that in order for the retailers to be able to exist and continue to educate them and make content that engages with them, they need to support them. And it just does impress the fountain pen community does impress me in that that is they know that and if they don't articulate it to themselves by knowing it they feel it their instinct is to go to Goulet pens or gold spot or pen chalet and if you're going to gold spot make sure you use my affiliate link thanks and don't forget to use coupon code Roy. <laughs> but they go they instinctively go to that they don't bother to check amazon they know it's on amazon but they're not going to try they want to keep. Yeah. Amazon yeah. is so terrible at window shopping. Mm-hmm. By the way, mm-hmm. it's, if you had a general interest in something and you just wanted to see what was out there, terrible for that. Yeah. If you know specifically what you want, then it's and it's great because it's just like, oh, well, here's the exact model thing. I looked up the serial number. This is exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. But when you want to like window shop and be romanced by something that draws you in and makes you feel like, oh, you know, I need to get the latest version of this, whatever. It's terrible for that. Yeah. And also, too, is that Amazon is now rife with a lot of these brands that, let's say, produce these like these pens that are like super cheap to make. They're basically on the same level as like a Jin Hao or a Wing Sung or whatever. And then they remarket them, yeah. So so that they look like they're, you know, like a pilot vanishing point or like a super really. And then and then, but then they'll be like instead of being a pen that you could find on let's say Etsy or eBay for like ten dollars, that they charged like fifty dollars mm-hmm. because they kind of they kind of added that additional marketing lacquer to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you have a lot of that going on there too. And you won't, you'll see that those, those brands and stuff, like those, whatever that they say, like you go to see if you could find that outside of Amazon, you really can't, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, or, or that you'll see like a standalone website, you'll see no, none of the other like pen retailers will carry that particular brand is because they're just making this up from, you know, from parts of pens that are 
you know, at like your like your wing songs and Jin House. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's just like it's just like what are you really getting out of it? So I, I'm not saying anything bad about if you like wing song Jin Hao, uh, you know, your Moon Man's and stuff. Nothing wrong with that. You that that you get them directly from the source. But I don't like it when you have these brands that are basically making the same thing, putting their imprint on it. Or like you know, and then they're selling it on Amazon for like five times the amount that it should really be. Yeah. So. No, I hear you. I hear you. It's kind of like those, those random videos that you see on Facebook as you're scrolling. Facebook, It'll be yeah. like designer luxury pen. It's a Jin Hao seven fifty, and it's like forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that used to really burn me when I'd see videos of like other calligraphers and stuff, and what they're they're not even using the same pen that's in the ad. No. They're using like. They're using like a vintage Conklin with a super flexy nib, and they're trying to pass that off as their pen. Yeah, I'm like, like first of all, it looks nothing like what you just showed. Yeah, like in the you know, I'm just it's just. Didn't oh, they use man, one of just, your videos? Like, didn't your they vi- did? Yeah, one of like the ink journal clips was was on there too, like of me doing something I think with like a zebra G nib. I'm like, that's not the nib that you're trying to sell, and right. that's not your content. It's <laughs> what'd you do crazy. about that? Did you get that taken down or anything? Well, it's anything that you could do with those types of posts is just basically report it, have other people, you know, say it's like, oh, you know, this is not my video. Just could you report it if you get a chance to, whatever, mm-hmm. and. You know, most of the most of the time, you just see them kind of float off of there, and 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 they just kind of come and go. You know, occasionally you'll just see it come back again because people get creative and they think, oh well, now the the dust has settled, so I could come back in and try it out again. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Well, but like I said before, the fountain pen community is solid. So even if that shit is out there. They know it gets rooted out pretty easily. Yeah, it gets. You're right. It does because of our peoples. But listen, I got to wrap this up because I know you got to go to that soccer game, and I got to continue studying. So (laughs) next week we're gonna we got our stuff. Yeah, we got our things to do. Next week we're gonna have Michael Highland of Turning Point Pens on. I'm really excited to have him on the show. And thank you guys for listening. I love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay engaged.